Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and the assistant director of K-Country, it's Jake Talbert. Shay, thanks so much for that glowing introduction. Jake Talbert here. Hello, listeners. Oh, man, it's good to have you here, Jake. We've got a great show for you guys today. We are continuing our leadership series titled Spirit Leader. And believe it or not, we are, you know, originally we set out, we said this is going to be a six-part leadership series, Jake. Six-part series. Six-part series. But we got to talking about the relationship aspect of how Jesus led people, and we thought to ourselves, six is not going to be enough. We're going to have to do a two-part series on relationships within the six-part series of leadership. It is. It's the series effect. It's what happens. You get into a series, a couple of subtopics, and before you know it, you've got multiple things going on within the series. There was too much content That's right. to, to, to just put it into one. We're drilling deeper here, people. So let's keep drilling. You know, uh, our chief driller, when it comes to relationships and leading like Jesus, it happens to be Joe White sitting over in our guest chair. Joe, are you ready to drill deeper? You know, you and uh, Jake together are a dangerous pair. People need to understand, you know, when you two guys get together, there's there's going to be a, a fake beard, a fake mustache, some, you know, a uh, you know wig or two, a costume or two, a hat or two. And the next thing you know, kids are going to be rolling in, in the aisles laughing at you two nut brains. Yeah, so let, let's do a skit here, can we? <laughs> it, You know, you just get behind the mic and it's energizing, is it not, Mike? It is. It's <laughs> fun to be behind the mic. You never know what's going to happen when you get behind the mic. <laughs> the the world is your oyster. It really is. Especially right. when you get behind the mic, Jake. Jake does. He has uh, his, the golden vocal cords, as we say in the Canada. You know, world. Jake is the mayor of Texas, Missouri. It's a new town. It's eight member. It's an eight member town. There's only eight members here around Canicook land of Texas, Missouri. Yeah. Jake's the mayor. Joe gave me that title, you know, resident local citizen of Texas. And so fun came back from Christmas and there on my office was the plaque from Joe that said mayor of Texas, Missouri. And I think he's right. There's a few other guys in the director's building that now have a plaque as well with some different titles, the judge and so forth and Colin so on. Colin Sports is the judge. He is. And uh, Adam Martin is the marshal. That is very good for Adam Martin, no yeah. doubt. And I'm a citizen. I don't really have a title, but I'm <laughs> part of the town. For me, I'm an Iowegian, and I just consider myself fortunate to be able to visit. And so what I say about Texas, Missouri, is it's a nice place to visit, <laughs> no. but I wouldn't want to live there. That's fair. Very fair. <laughs> an Iowegian. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, friends, let's dive into the topic. <laughs> we may, you know what? Let's do... Let's do a three-part series within the two-part series within the six-part series just on Texas, Missouri. Let's do that. Let's right. do that. Okay, but before Shake we do that, bring, let's bring. talk <laughs> about Jesus and relationships. Joe, yeah. as we know, uh, you are passionate about this topic. Yeah, yeah. talk about Go the mayor, for it. Yeah, the CEO of the cosmos, the greatest leader in every measurable extent that you could possibly look at, emulate, try to be more like. Um, you know, as we as we compile this book we're writing called Spirit Leader, and as we 
train and encourage aspiring leaders around the country and around the world. Uh, we're looking at Jesus and how he was so successful and so effective at what he did. And so for us as aspiring leaders, the more we can lead like Jesus, uh, whether you know, you're know you a CEO or a principal or a mom or a dad or a big brother or a 12th grader who's being looked up to by ninth graders or the president of your fraternity, wherever you are, as a, as a growing, aspiring young leader, Jesus is our architectural blueprint, if you will. And so everybody knows that Jesus's DNA was relationships. He was a relationship builder. He changed the world, as we know, not just through himself and the three-year ministry he had, but we know he changed the world through 11 of 12 original men. Then he brought in a few extras uh, to change the world through. And so, you know, Jake and Shay, relationships are many. I mean, everybody who does social media has got their following you know, you got 10 or 50 or 100 or whatever, uh, you know, likes and followers on your accounts. and but, but friendship is bigger than relationship. You know, it was Jesus who said at the last night of his uh, time with his disciples before he went to the cross, he said, no greater love is any man in John 15, 13 than to lay down his life for his friends. And he said, you're my friends. And I just love the way Jesus makes friendship such a valid, lifelong commitment. But even larger than that is the term discipleship. There is no greater way to express friendship than to pour into somebody from Scripture over a long period of time. Discipleship is not a word that requires rocket science to understand. It just means staying with somebody, abiding alongside a younger, you know, aspiring leader, whether it's a child or whether it's a uh, a guy in the you know in the fraternity with you, or whether it's somebody who's who's new on your company team, and pouring into that person from Scripture over a long period of time, I get a chance to meet with Jake, and I get a chance to meet with Shay, and as a 72-year-old Jake and Shay, I have no greater joy in my life than to get to walk with you two men over a long period of time. Discipleship is such a privilege. Discipleship, Joe, it is amazing. That's just a great word. And discipleship, it's Jesus's model to fulfill the Great Commission. And there was not a plan B. That is the model that Jesus used. Um, and he entrusted it to faithful men, to 12 men that now today, 2 billion people profess the name of Jesus Christ. And, and that is the model that Jesus used. And it's by discipleship, as you said, those long-term relationships that happen over a period of time where someone takes the time, the energy, the effort, the resources to invest in someone spiritually, yes, but also in other avenues of their life. And what's cool about discipleship is as you're investing into those other areas of your life, the spiritual piece of that begins to play into all of it. That's really awesome. Um, Joe, tell us a little bit. I know that you have a story, just a prison story, which is cool. Tell us a little bit about that. Jake, all the 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 vibe and the and the commitment and the effort around Canuck land for our directors, assistant directors, leadership teams, and our staff to disciple our campers throughout the wintertime and and then 
The other ministries kind of alongside of Kennecuck, they're focused on discipling young men, K-Life, the Institute, the Link here, Men at the Cross, um, just individual one-off speaking events that we do. We began this discipleship focus one day in the most surprising of men's event of my life. I was working with Promise Keepers at the time, and we were doing uh, city after city on Friday night during the summer and the fall, where men's would, would get, men would gather in football stadiums and uh, NBA arenas, and we would you know, share Christ with those men and help them become better fathers and more responsible husbands and, and you know, grow into relationships with Christ that really, uh, you know, were seven-day-a-week relationships. But, but I heard after one of the conferences that there was a prison, a high-security prison in Marion, Ohio, that wanted us to go in and do a Promise Keeper event. I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait to get there. So a couple of months later, we enter Marion High-Security Prison where the warden, a dear, slightly built woman named Chris Money, had had a dream. And her dream was that one day she would be the warden of a, of a prison that would have a Christian family throughout the prison. Jake and Shea, it was just unbelievable to walk in that prison and to experience what we experienced that day. So we did our four-hour event, and the men in the prison were just model citizens. I mean, they were the kindest, sweetest. They had a silent choir of 80 murderers. And I'm not making light of the horrific crimes they had committed. I'm just talking about the men they were at that time in their life. They'd been in prison for 10 or 20 or 30 years. And I found out after the event that this, that this prevailing kindness and this prevailing care between the guards, the warden, and the prisoners, it was so civil and the, so loving. I mean, I was hugging guys all over the yard, just tears were shedding all over my, you know, clothing. These guys were just hugging. And, and I found out that, that, that six years before, six laymen from a church, just everyday guys like us in this room, had gone to that prison. And these laymen had, had each loved a man to Jesus until that man was ready to love another man to Jesus. And then they would change cells. They would change men. And then they would, those 12 would love a man to Jesus till they were ready to love another man to Jesus. And they would change cells. And, and six years later, it had reached 1,200 guys, not just who had become Christians, but they'd become discipled disciple makers. And God said, clearly to me again and again. He says it to me again today. If I can do that in a prison, why not a camp? Why not a nation? Why not a world? You know, Joe, as outstanding as that story sounds, I've witnessed this with my own eyes, and, and, and frankly, my family has been changed by a similar situation. My brother Nick was... Uh, put in prison when he was 17 years old. He had a 10-year mandatory sentence, or it was a 10-year sentence with a seven-year, 70% mandatory service. And two years into that stint, a guy named Sam Dye, who was a part of Prison Fellowship, invested in him. And Nick, who 
again, just like me, had grown up in a Christian home, but did not take hold of that Christian heritage. Um, he surrendered his life to Christ and Nick's life was changed. And as a result, our family has been involved with prison ministry ever since. And now Nick is running, I think, a model prison ministry program down in Northwest Arkansas, where when guys get out, they come into his facility and he has a transitional housing. He provides them food, clothing, jobs, support, like you can't imagine. And the community has rallied around him. And while many other ministries and businesses are falling apart in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, he is thriving and it's discipleship. That's why it's happening. Yeah, and Nick is such an incredibly wonderful person to, to know. I'm I'm proud to be, you know, one of his one of his friends. But but yeah, Shay, so you know I hear all kinds of reasons, you know, when I talk about discipleship, people are like, I'm too busy, I don't have time. But but if somebody called you, listener, so if somebody called you, aspiring young leader who's listening today, to to, to go and take 10,000, uh, let's just say you're a guy, take 10,000 men every day and every night, you know, Learjet flies around the nation, around the world, 10,000 every night await you and, and your calling is to speak and to lead those men to Christ, would that be a great calling, Jake? If somebody asked you to do that, would that be an incredible ten thousand guys every night to go speak to? Would you do that? Incredible calling, yes. Yeah, and Jake, do you have any idea how long it would take you ten thousand a night to reach the world? Five years, ten years? How, just off the top of your Gosh, head. man, you know, I'm a math guy. He isn't I, an accountant. I went as an accounting major. <laughs> Give it TI-89 on hand. Yeah, let me pull out some mathematics stuff. You know, Joe, I really don't know off the top of my head. I'll give you a guess. I'll just to throw it out there for the sake of the uh, the exercise, I'll throw out 36 years. That's a good guess. It, you know, I've done the math, Jake, and I'm not an accountant, but but I did I did junior high math, and it's 1900 years wow. it would take you to reach the world That's at 10,000 nights. Yeah, it was a couple percentage points off. You were way off. <laughs> That's why wow. you're not an accountant anymore. But 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 if Jake, if you just took one guy. Being a guy, and if you were a young lady answering, if you took one one young lady and you spent a year pouring into that guy and you loved that guy to Jesus like they did in the prison till he was ready to go love another man to Jesus, and then you took another guy the second year, and then he took a guy, and then the third year you would, took another guy, and then each of those guys would take another guy, and no one would ever drop the baton. Do you know how long it would take to reach the world? Like, would you guess, account it? Kind of oh, failure? gosh, account we're back on the guy. guessing booth again. Um, I'm going to say much less than 1,900 years. Uh, I'll throw out just maybe a handful of years. That's that's closer than the last time. Okay. Maybe okay. you need to go back in your okay. back to right? Yeah, 34 years. 34 years. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's just, Jim, Jim, and that's what Jesus understood. <laughs> two and two is four and four and four is six. It doesn't take long. And that's why, Shay, those 12 men, including Paul, less Judas, went out and they reached what they knew of the world in just a few generations. Discipleship explodes the calling of Christ. Joe, that is so good. Discipleship truly is a multiplying 
ministry. And you look at the fastest growing church right now, and it's an underground China, a place where they're not standing on a street corner and preaching. They're not uh, televangelizing. They are not being able to enter into a, a church building like we are here in the freedom of the United States. But it's through faithful men and women that are so bought into the gospel that they cannot help but tell other people about it. And, and the church in China is the fastest growing church. It's the same way in Iran, the same way in Middle Eastern countries where, where the enemy tries to, uh, to suppress the gospel through disciple making, through the model of Jesus, uh, it explodes. That's really cool, Jake. I, that's really cool to hear. Um, boy, how encouraging is that? Well, here's what's neat. If you're, if you're listening and you're a mom or you're a dad or you're a coach, you're a physician or an attorney, or maybe you work in IT or uh, landscaping or wherever you are, when someone asks you what you do, I'd love for you to tell them, I'm a disciple maker. They're like, how many kids do you have? Well, I I get the opportunity to, to disciple uh, four children, two boys and two girls. Oh, yeah, also teach and also coach and also, you know, do these other things. But I'm a disciple maker because leaders, <laughs> the message today and the message of Jesus was go make disciples. And if you do that, no matter what you do, you're going to be successful, eternally, effective in whatever you do. I get to see disciple makers in every kind of business, in every kind of ministry, in every kind of family imaginable in the relationships here at Canacuck. For me, the best part about being a dad was memorizing scripture with my children at night. You'll probably hear this on this podcast a thousand times. I hope you do. But that's what disciple-making dads do. We build the Word of God into our children through the relationships we get to have with them day after day after day. And so when they go to college, they don't have to stumble and fall in their faith, but they get to be leaders for Christ on the campus because their mommy or their daddy poured into them nightly through praying with them, doing Bible studies at the table at breakfast, doing Bible memory at night in bed before they go to sleep, and putting a frame of God's Word around every decision that they make. Shay, going to make disciples, as Jesus did, I could say without a doubt, is the greatest privilege, the greatest opportunity, the greatest reward of anything that we get to do in our life on planet Earth. Coach, I'm I'm pondering this right now. You know, I think especially for the men and women who have a professional life, we are used to being strategic. Um, strategic with your time, your strategy, your vision, your resources. It's just a part of professional life. And I think oftentimes we we pour so much into that professional life that we, when we go home, it's time to rest or just to kind of let things just flow and, and ride with the natural flow of things. And I, I just feel convicted, you know, that 
you know, when God gives you add water and stir discipleship, I mean, a family in your home, uh, that's where I need to be my best. I mean, those, those people he's inserted in my life, they are, they are ready to receive love, encouragement, direction, wisdom. And, uh, I think, I think I'm, I'm issuing to myself and I, I want to offer it to our audience that, that we would take that same focus and intentionality that we apply to our professional life and turn it and flip it on its head and look at home and our and our family and the people that are closest to us and say, okay, how am I going to take resources and time that God's given me and I'm, and I'm going to maximize it for his kingdom? Shay, one of the most wonderful things that was said to me when I was a dad with four kids in my home was to save 10%. So that at work, instead of giving a hundred percent, as I, you know, was more accustomed to doing in those early days, give ninety percent of who I am at work, and then save ten percent, save the best ten percent of my day, so when I go home, my wife and my children can get the best of me rather than the worst of me. And so, young leaders, at whatever level, you may want to have a lifelong quest for disciple making. We have an app called Lifeline 911. Lifeline 911 is discipleship for children, discipleship for students, discipleship for pastors, how to start a discipleship movement in your church. It's in Spanish, it's in Arabic, and it's 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 laid out in every level of life and business that you can imagine. It's free. Lifeline 911. Get the app. And add water and stir, as you said, Shay, you too can be an effective disciple maker for the rest of your life. That's so good, Joe. Just in closing, and just want to speak into parents again. I'm not a parent, but I am the product of two amazing parents. In Proverbs 22, 6, I've told my parents time and time again, thank you so much. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And there have been times in my life where I have made many a mistake and I am a chief sinner but I look at my parents, my mom and dad, and I am so grateful for the investment that they made, just as Shay was alluding to, of training up their kids in the way that they should go. And I am so grateful for that investment. And just speaking into parents as now a 28-year-old that is beyond grateful and beyond blessed for the investment that his parents made in his life, I just want to tell you it's worth it. And, and just want to close with 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. And in disciple making, sometimes it can appear that, that, that there's no fruit, but I promise you there is fruit, whether it's reaped days later, weeks later, years or decades later, continue to remain faithful because work done in the Lord, it is not in vain. Whew. Great word, Jake. Thank you so much, Coach, for bringing this truth to us today. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for your time with us. We hope that today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm third approach to leadership. With that, we'd love to pray for you. Father, we come to you today and we just lift up uh, our audience out there. We know, God, that if they've chosen to follow Jesus, it means they're going to have to be a leader. They're going to be swimming upstream in a culture that's going against them. And I just want to pray that you would embolden them, that you'd give them vision and purpose. And I want to pray specifically, God, that uh, you would highlight in their mind and their heart, the men, women, uh, boys and girls that 
that you have in their life to invest in and to be a discipler, God. And I pray, God, that you would give them both the courage and the intentionality to lean into those relationships and to begin making uh, spiritual investments. And I also want to pray for those that have a longing um, to have a Paul in their life, somebody that would show them the way. I want to ask God that you would just drop somebody into their lap or perhaps put a name on their heart um, and give them the courage to reach out and ask. Um, and I want to pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.